0: Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hanson. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. Followers of Jesus, we really need to be quick to turn to Him and say, "Jesus, you you see what's going on, but uh, what do you say?" And Jesus, how would you have us? Respond to what's going on in our world. Uh, As followers of Jesus, listen to this, 2 Corinthians 10. It says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. When, uh, not if, but when we receive bad news next year, uh, whether that's individually, nationally, or globally, I am convinced that God is, is still wanting to teach us as his followers to be quick to run to him, to turn to him and to, and to lean into uh, his ways, his weapons, to, to quote that scripture we just looked at, what, uh, in order to deal with whatever comes our way. And so tonight I'm going to briefly look at a story uh, in the Bible where God's people have received some bad news. Uh, But in the story, they victoriously use one of God's kingdom weapons that is also available to you and me today. And this story is found in 2 Chronicles. And at the beginning of the story, the people do receive some bad news. God's people, the Israelites, here's what it says, verse 2. It says, messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, that's the king, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. And that sounds like bad news to me. Could you imagine hearing, hey, there's a big old army and they're not coming you know, to uh, help, they're coming to destroy. So what does the king do when he hears the bad news? Verse three, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. And again, we can learn from this. What is their response to the bad news? You know, the king, the people, everyone turns to God. Basically, what, basically what happens is they go, hey, God, you've, you know, you've heard the bad news too, uh, but we're looking to you, God. So what would you, what, what do you say? What would you have us do now? And in the story, the king goes on to pray this really beautiful prayer. And in the prayer, he basically reminds God of how great he is. And he reminds God, hey, and remember, God, you promised that whenever we were in trouble and we called out to you, you promised that you would come and rescue us. And then the king focuses in on the bad news on the issue at hand. And he says this in verse 12. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And if you're an underliner or highlighter or memorizer, I would encourage you to memorize that. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Because, I mean, okay, let me do that. How many of you this last year had a moment where you didn't know what to do? Okay, so I think it's, you know, for those online. Uh, but no, but, well, and online, okay. But, but the reality is next year, I promise you, on an individual level, on a family level, on a, on a church family level, we're gonna be faced with something coming against us that we feel powerless to deal with. A vast, something vast, something bigger than us. And, and what an incredible gift to be able to, to, to stand in such a hard place and say, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And it has always been God's plan for his people, in, 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 you know, whatever, whatever comes our way, it has always been his plan that we would run to him and be safe, that we would run to him and fix our eyes on him, meaning that's really a picture of putting our trust in him, our hope in him. So in the story, king prayers this beautiful prayer, and then the Holy Spirit stirs in one of the men and literally stirs up a prophetic response from God to the king's prayer, And it says this, verse 15. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. And again, if you're an underliner, highlighter, memorizer, what a great section to memorize. Like, listen, all you people of VCDC. Listen, all you people online. Listen, mom and dad. You know, whatever comes our way next year, what does God say? He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid by whatever vast bad news come your way. Don't be afraid because the battle is not ours. It's not ours to fight. It's his. It's his battle to fight. And in the story, then, God gives them instructions for the battle. And it's really interesting to me, uh, if you're familiar with this story, that although, you know, God just said, hey, the battle's not yours. It's mine. Even with that, God still says to them, hey, but I, but I want you to go out and face your enemy. And I actually, it literally says, I want you to go out, take up your position, and then stand still and watch watch the Lord's victory. And here's where we see the people uh, putting into use one of God's kingdom weapons. See if you can figure out what weapon I'm talking about. Verse 21 says this, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. So what's the weapon? Yeah, when I realized the title of my talk is the power of praise, isn't it? So I sort of gave it away. (laughs) But, But think about that think about that. A vast army is coming against you, VCDC. <gasps> what are we going to do? I want you to start singing praise and worship to me. Like that just sounds like, that doesn't sound like a very powerful weapon, does it? And, and here's, here, what, is it, what is it that makes worship and praise so powerful? Listen to this quote, worship and praise are only as powerful as the object they are directed to. Let me read that again. Worship and praise are only as powerful as the object they are directed to, meaning that and when I say worship, I mean, you know, something we're in awe of, something that we're putting our hope in, our trust in, our confidence in. And as human beings, we, we worship lots of things in our lives, don't we? We worship money. Uh, We put our hope in money. We worship science, people, politicians, military strength, uh, worldly experts, on and on and on. And all these things have some power, but according to the Bible, their power is very limited. Only God, only God is all powerful. Therefore, when we worship, when we praise God, when we are in awe of him, when we are declaring our trust, declaring our hope, our confidence in him, it's powerful because of who he is and what he has promised to do. And so in the story, here's, here's their weapon in action. Look at what they say as they, and I want to read this together. Here's, here's what they, they, their worship, their praise was this. Can we say this together? Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. You know, you know what's interesting to me is like, doesn't it, wouldn't it be cooler if they said, give thanks to the Lord with his mighty arm, he's gonna whoop, or he's gonna crush the enemy. Doesn't even talk about that. It talks about his love. So I wanna do something. I wanna imagine a vast army is coming against us and we're on the battlefield. Are you guys, would you be comfortable shouting out that phrase? Oh yeah, ready? Here we go, here we go, Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Now think about that. That was the kingdom weapon that God gave them to push back against the bad news. Something so incredibly simple. And yet, as we look at this story and as it continues, something so incredibly powerful. Look what happened when the people did that. Verse 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Avid against, turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Now, I told you I was going to be brief. I'm almost done. So why don't we have the worship team come on back? Here's how I want to end. Notice that at the very moment they began to sing and praise, what does it say? God began to act, didn't he? Like, okay, we we really need to, to think about that. At the very moment they turned, the people got their eyes off what was in front of them and got their eyes onto God. Right, that's one of the beautiful things about worship. It helps us fix our eyes on God. And at the moment that they did that, God went to work. And notice that as they were worshiping, they didn't instantly see what God was doing on their behalf. And what I mean is, if, you know, in the story, we don't know how long as they started to say, give thanks to the Lord. We don't know, if, was it like, how, like, was it an hour before they got to the lookout point? But they didn't even know God was acting on their behalf as they were worshiping. But then they get to the lookout point and it's like, oh, then they did see, they did see what God had done on their, on their behalf. And so one of the reasons I wanna go back into worship now for the rest of our time, and we'll do a little bit more a little later, but, but I believe the invitation for us this next year, whatever may come, is that God wants to teach us how to be a worshiping people. And it's way more than just singing songs, but singing songs is a big part of it, and it's a great tool to help us in this. I believe God wants to teach us how to, in our individual lives, our families, and as a church family, how to put into practice to engage this kingdom weapon of praise. Again, you know, I, I know this next year, we will have times where we'll, we'll say, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And one of the best ways to get your eyes on God is through worship. It's through worshiping him. So why don't we stand up? We're going to go back into worship. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. We'll bless you. Have a wonderful week.